Hello, Fempreneurs. Exciting news. Our community is growing. We have more and more members joining the Fempreneur community from all over the world. Um, it's really cool to see here on the podcast, I've got these different ways of seeing where people are around the world that are watching. And although we are pre- or listening, not watching, and although we are predominantly in Canada, we do have more and more people finding us all around the world. And Cheryl is one of those. Uh, very similarly, um, if you're not familiar with YouTube or if you don't have a YouTube channel, it's similar to a podcast in the way that you can go on and see where these people are that are watching your YouTube videos. And again, the YouTube watchers of the Fempreneur channel, which is of course mostly me teaching things about marketing, is is growing. Like we're getting women from all around the world finding these videos and then joining the community. And Cheryl, who I'll be interviewing today, is one of those women. She's joining us from Australia and she is... Uh, she is exploring the world as an artist and she is helping others do the same. So let's dive into the interview with Cheryl. All those years that you were working as a high school art teacher, did you ever think that this is what you would be doing at this point in your life? Like a painter teaching people about art, adults about art. Did you think, is this something you always wanted to do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah. always dreamed of this. Yeah. Yeah, I always wow. wanted to be an artist. I always wanted to be, yeah, to be an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I never ever felt, um, um, you never ever feel as if your skills are good enough. Um, and I suppose now with the internet, it is so much easier. Mm. Yeah. Right. And also you, you, you become confident. And then perhaps as you become older, as, as we all grow older, it's almost like, well, if not now, when? Right. I do love how much more confident we all get as we get older. Um, I I guess I would say 80% of us are in that category. I do come across maybe 20% of my fempreneurs who, as they get older, they feel like, and I guess maybe it's industry specific, they feel like they're in a in a pool with people who are mostly younger than them. And that kind of worries them a little bit. But I think for the most part, with age comes wisdom and confidence. Thank goodness, because it also brings yeah. on wrinkles. So it's a good, you know, compromise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, it is, it, it's, it's interesting. It is, for sure. So you are cooking up some things. You've got the art exhibition. What are the dates? When does that start? So that's in August, and that's at um, the East Gosford Community Gallery, and that is from the 11th of August to the 17th. The um, champagne opening Friday, the 13th at six o'clock. So it'd be lovely for everybody to come down and um, say hi or whatever, yes, and to have absolutely. a look at my work. And um, yeah, so that's that's happening. And what a cool opportunity for a lot of your students, past, present, future, to mingle, to gather with other like-minded people, um, to just have conversations that you probably wouldn't have in a, in a different setting. So that's really cool that you're doing this. I'm sure there's a lot of artists that don't ever take this step of actually putting their work in a place and hold, holding a fun event like this. So that's so. I wish I could be there. Yeah, that, that would be good as well. Uh, when I was talking, um, negotiating with Liana from East Gosford, I have two more dates next year at the beginning of February for 10 days and also two weeks next September next year. 
And so what I did was I put it out to my students who's up for an exhibition, who's up for the commitment of time, money. And it's really quite sort of interesting of um, waving that in front of them. So I'm thinking it's going to be called The Art of Friendship. It will be um, flowers, fruit, food, and hopefully, um, so we'll be painting a series of still lives. And I think that we're going to be doing an, a, a, like a bit like an Andy Warhol. I think that we'll do a few of these sorts of things. Ah, Each one I love of that. One. And yeah. I think we could do it with cocktails. Can you imagine these really beautiful Ooh. cocktails? Yeah. 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 So I thought we could do one with cocktails, one with flowers, one, one with food. Um, so it'll be called The Art of Friendship. Um, and we're going to, um, ho hopefully I'm going to get them to paint a meal, which always brings their family and their friends together. And so we can get them to do a beautiful still life of that. Um, have the recipe and hand out a postcard with the recipe and a little bit of a story about that particular meal um, of how they, you know, how they come across it and how they, they make it and, yeah, and right. um, how much fun it is to share it. So, um, so I have those two dates. So I've got about three people who are on board and we're going to have to, we're going to really have to ramp up our skills and, Yes. And also um, getting them to understand their why, mm. why they are painting, what they are doing, and also hopefully that they can start to post on social media. Okay. Yeah. So this, so this sounds very similar to something else we're going to talk about in a few minutes, um, marketing it as you build it, kind of an idea. But yep. Um, yep. do you want to talk a little bit more about this sort of, um, you know, art group sort of course that leads into the art exhibition at the end and kind of give a little more info on what that'll look like for people who participate in it? Or I know you're still building it too. So yeah, to even yeah, use this yeah. opportunity to throw some ideas out there and maybe get some people to reach out to you after they see or listen and this and give you feedback. Yeah, so I, I'm hopeful that um, we're going to be meeting for about two and a half hours a week. And so we'll be doing um, some sort of a painting and discussing. I always give my students homework. <laughs> good, good. I like it. Um, and, um, and so what we will be building for, we'll be building our skills and our concepts to actually to go into this exhibition. And um, I'm getting a bit of feedback that a few of them think that January is a little bit too early. Mm. And um, so maybe it might be a year away. Um, okay. So we're still working with that because they're going to have to work out framing and we're going to have to work out lots of different sorts of things. Mm. Um, um, so that's what I'm hoping to do and I'm hoping to build a book with it. So I'm looking at things like, well, how he draws. So I'll be talking about this. There's um, comparative measurement or there's site size. And I use a site size measurement where I look at that in relationship to the other piece of the object that I'm drawing, or I might mm -hmm. be drawing the negative space. So I'm constantly comparing it. I don't know a lot about site size because site size um, is an academic atelier type technique which is very time-consuming, mm. and it's very, very um, accurate and beautiful. And but it's, you know, huge amounts of hours will go into a drawing, but we're okay. not doing that. <laughs> okay, good. 
Good. And then would people, okay. Would people from all around the world be able to be part of this or do they have to physically be in your area? Is this something you could offer virtually as well? Like by a video call or something? Actually, that's probably a nice place to sort of work too. At the moment, I'll be just doing it because what I do is I actually set up a still life for my students Mm. and I I, I shine a light on it. And so we have really sort of simple shapes. Um, Last week we were doing lint. We were actually doing like lint chocolate. And so I think the box is still here. And so you have like the rectangular box and then you have the lint chocolate and then you have that really nice, the wrappers and the silver. And so they are really little spheres. And against the rectangle, we put a light onto it so that you can see the shadows. Oh, wow. You can see the reflection of the light. And you can see the silver and the gold paper as it reflects up. You've got the transparency of that cell phone. And okay. so what I'm doing is, is, is that I'm making them um, capture all that. Yeah. What a great challenge. Yeah. And, and they so really need what, to know how to do that. And there's only one yeah. way to learn, right? So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And that's what they're doing. They're painting what they see. Huh. So that's, that's what they're awesome. actually doing. They're actually painting what they see. And they're actually um, um, near and they're close to the object. Because the way that we see, our brain is really clever. I don't know how it does this. But you flick around the room or you flick around your environment and you're always focusing. So if you have a donut in your hand, you focus on it. Your phone is in your hand, you focus on it. So whatever you focus on will become important. But so you're constantly making these decisions about what is significant, what isn't, and you look around. And it's that process of being able to look and see and to focus and to make something more important than something else. And so that's where we leap off. And that's where I have that concept of exploring the artist, like exploring the world. It's outside of yourself. And so okay. just by looking and by seeing, you're making, you're focusing and you are saying that that is significant. That's what I like. Yeah. Okay. And so then that starts to build your concept of what you like to paint or what you like or where you are. <laughs> Right. Okay. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. I think art that you create and the way that you explain it. And I think kind of how even I work with my clients, it's it's like you're, because when you're marketing your business, whatever your business is, you're painting a picture for people so that they can understand it. Okay. And and you also want them to get a sense of a feeling from it. And it's okay. usually a sense of a mixture of excitement for positive change and then calm because of the positive change results. Okay. And I think, I feel like when you talk about how you are helping people explore the world as an artist or you're taking people into you, the way you explore the world as an artist, yeah, you're yeah, really yeah. illustrating that yeah. very similar thing. And yeah, so I think, the, and then let's talk a little bit about the why. Um, has your why always been very solidified and very clear for you or has it always been evolving or how did you kind of Um, discover that? I I think it's evolving. I have always said I had this thing about love where you live um, and it's been that idea about how there's just so many ideas and so much to do wherever you are. You know, it has always been like that. I suppose a bit of gratitude, but it's always been a bit of like love where you live and everything's just outside your back door. Um, Mm. 
and, and the choice. Well, I don't have an ocean outside my back door, <laughs> just saying. So. Yeah, but yours is really good. You've got space. And you've I have got some nice mountains. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you have an ocean, and I've seen pictures of your <laughs> backyard. And a vi- I actually, in a live video, I think our first live video, you showed me your, uh, your, basically your backyard is the ocean. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> so thank you for those posts, for those love where you live posts, because I enjoy seeing them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that's part of the thing of just like cheering up people or, or whatever, you know. Right. Um, of just trying to be a little bit sort of positive um, of uh, yeah, seeing the sunshine or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, so, so, so it always has been evolving. But um, I have always felt um, when, when I go on Instagram and a lot of the abstract art, like I said, blowing ink and often when people are just blowing ink and they're doing all these sorts of things and I just sort of think it's just <laughs> it's just um, – it was, these were the activities that I would give, you know, kids like five minutes to do at school. It's just like <laughs> how interesting and how um, – so what they're doing is, is that they're actually taking that concept and that idea of making art and they're actually making the idea as art. And so whereas mm-hmm. I'm working the other way, um, outside of yourself, um, finding something outside of yourself and developing the skills. Um, hmm. Okay. Rather than rather than having a concept that we call as art. Yeah. Okay. So everyone's getting from, you know, looking at the lint chocolate box and the chocolate, everyone's getting from point A to point B differently. You're not really coaching them on technique. You're kind of like, here's what you're doing and I want you to be just follow your gut kind of thing or how do you no, how do you do no, that it's, no? it's actually highly disciplined because I actually want you okay. to see that you can see that that ball is in front of the other ball I want okay. you to see that that is cellophane and I want to see you painted as cellophane and okay. I can see that that's gold paper I want that as gold paper so how are you going to mix up with the colors and also oh. I can see there's a big shadow here where's your shadow I can oh. see the gold reflecting onto the back where is it? I want to okay. teach you how to see and how to look. And so what happens is, is that they start to be able to see these things and they can start to see shadows okay. and they see things sort of moving in space. And so I'm always like redirecting them. Um, that compared to that is out of size. Come on, let's, okay. And then I say to them, I want you to have a focal point, decide you can only have one thing. You need something which is the pinnacle, one idea. It can mm. be sort, you know, supported, but what are we looking at? So what is it that we're doing? What is your intention? Mm. Again, and, that parallels marketing so much, right? You've got to get focused on that one thing before you can yeah. do anything else. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. But it's life too. It's almost like right. you around with five or six things. What? Do you want, what are you, what, what are you, what are you concentrating on? What do you want to discard? Mm -hmm. It really is. Come on. Something has to be more important than everything else. Put your effort into it. Like, come on, let's build something here. Yeah. And last time we talked you, had said that a lot of people, maybe particularly adults who are either their kids have just moved out of the house or they've retired or they've semi-retired whatever it is that has caused them to have this time in their life or this newfound passion for painting, what's the first thing they typically do and what's the first thing they should be doing? 
Um, usually, usually they end up with watercolour and they'll end up with photographs, which is okay. The problem with watercolour is, is that it's counterintuitive. And so what they do is the white of the paper and they have no concept of shadows. And so what they do is, is that they'll just um, have photographs or images they like from someone else and they will start from there without uh, a concept of um, what um, 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 this isn't um, your work. I, I know that you really like it, but, yeah, yeah, they, they put the, yeah, it's, it's sort of the wrong way around. So what they should be doing is exploring more of the why behind why they're even doing this and figuring out who they are as an artist and like how or just drawing taking a sketch around it just drawing it just 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 uh, drawing okay. because and by then, actually doing that then you can understand what you like what you don't like what you see and what you don't see it's you okay. because art is autobiographical it's you what you see what you like what you want okay what you are trying to show and you can start that by you, by you drawing, you going out, you seeing the world, you exploring the world. Mm -hmm. If that makes and other, sense. Yeah, it does. And, and you said too that when you, before you started your sort of second career as an art teacher, yeah. um, solo, an entrepreneur, you wanted to learn about some of the most famous artists and how their mind worked and how they sort of developed themselves as artists. I, I, I might be butchering yeah, that, but yeah, yeah. what what did that look like for you? Um, like when you came out of that training, like what big mind shifts did you have during that education process of looking at, and, and name drop some of these famous artists that you were looking okay. into. Um, there's, a few, there's a few really good sort of techniques, which is called the Raleigh Method. And the Raleigh method is like rhythms of how you actually join things up. And it's like with a face, how you put a grid over it. There mm. is also another man called Loomis and he actually has the, the head. And so how you can draw the head from lots of different angles. And so these are um, um, people who, um, who, who have passed on or whatever, but um, these actual sort of skills are not taught here in Australia. And they're only just starting to be really taught. And there's um, a really great artist, um, Jeff Watts, who has an atelier in California. And one of his students called, oh God, proper, proper, anyway, proper, um, he's a Russian guy. Anyway, he has um, um, an art course and he's Proko. And I think that Proko uses these methods and they teach them. And I think Proko does it with animation and he's just Stan, Stan. And he's just fabulous the way that he teaches this stuff. And I think that he has the best art course in the world. I mean, it has just so many followers. And he uses the Loomis and the Raleigh style. And he came out of the Jeff Watts school, which is where I'm sort of, which is where I've sort of come out of. Um, but that goes back to the New York League and it also goes right back into sort of Renoir and a lot of the other artists. And so it's like a process of how artists will use. Or it's, so you're almost like you're joining a lineage, you know, you're, you're joining into, um, because they're exactly like you. You're like okay. them. Wow. And so that's um, so that's always fun. And also you have a look at the impressionist work, and which my work's probably pretty much the impressionist work. It's the concept of going outside, painting, and getting it done, and painting the light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you exciting. talked about the painting the light versus painting the dark thing. Can you explain that again? 
Okay, so when you have a shape, like a, a sphere, an orange on the table, and think that you don't have any lights on inside, but you have the light coming from the window, you wouldn't be able to see that sphere if we didn't have light. But what happens is, is light travels in straight lines. It will come in and it will hit one side of the orange and it will light it up. The other side will fall into shadow. Mm. And so what happens when we have um, young students, what they do is they paint objects, so they paint things. So what I try to teach my students to do is to paint the light. So where is mm. it light? Where is it dark? Because without the light, you cannot see. Mm. So they have to really be attuned to where the light is falling. Hmm. It's almost like you get up at midday and you go downtown and it looks really dreary and it's just so, oh, my God, do I really live here? Oh, look at this hot, awful. But you get up really early in the morning and you go downtown and it could be this wonderful slither of light that will come through and it will highlight some part of the building or it will fall across the road. And you think, oh, my God, this is just gorgeous. Isn't this fabulous? Mm -hmm. This is just so interesting. And what it is is it's the light. Okay. So the object is the same, but the way that we shine the light on it to, it's a little bit like, um, do you remember back in the days if you went out to see a concert <clears throat> or if you go out to theatre, what they do is how they light it and whatever they light, you'll give your attention to it. Mm. And so it is the light and the light shining on something in a particular way we really we, we seem to be really attracted to it as as ah. um, as humans. So I've got some of I don't know if they can see these little ones up behind me. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And these are some little paintings here uh, where I was just I was getting my students to paint. There's white vase with a reflection with a um, camellia in it, and so they're really having to paint light and dark. And there's a little one of just some onions, some really simple. And these are beginners. Yeah. These are wow. seriously, these are people who don't know how to draw and paint. I mean, they are really beginners. Wow. Maybe not so much gaze, who, who gaze works. She's actually done a little bit. But a few of my students, they've never painted before, let alone in oils. Wow. And, I mean, these are painted from life. They've actually, I make them paint from, you know, they, they don't, they, they have to draw something to it all. And so right. that, that's the concept of painting the light and the dark. And so they're not painting things. So they've got to actually do a painting, a painting. Okay. So they've got to consider the background, the foreground, everything. Okay. It's not just painting the onion. Right. Yes. So they're adding the darkest parts of those paintings last, it looks like. Often we do that first. Really? Yeah, because it's really hard. It's really hard to darken it. It's really hard to darken because okay. as soon as you get white into something, it's incredible how it'll just move off. It'll just move off the dark darks. It's really hard to get dark darks. So we mm. always put our darks in. It's actually, yeah, see, whereas if you were doing it in watercolour, when people do watercolour, that's why it's counterintuitive because they don't kind of understand it. Yeah. And they seem to have this white on the background. Huh. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So what are some of the, like, give us a little synopsis of, um, you know, because a little birdie told me you, you might be cooking up a book for people. So yeah. give us a little synopsis of what the purpose of that book is and what you hope 
the readers and it's probably going to be more of a workbook, right? Yep. Yep. So what the readers and participants of the, the users of this workbook would feel or experience by the time they have completed it. Um, hopefully they'll be able to create some little paintings like this. Mm-hmm. So it's worked with the idea is, is like clean up a space for yourself for draw, set okay. it up, spend a morning, and here are your basic sort of techniques. Here's a basic palette. And okay. this is how you can go to create a series of um, little paintings. Um, okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and so I'll be talking about that sort of concept of how we actually see and the idea about, you know, yeah. And, and so these are really adaptable because my friend Lynn, um, she has painted her grandchildren's little stuffed toys like this. And so she sets up their toys and you can even, yeah, yeah. And so she's doing their little stuffies and she's doing little things like that. And, um, and, um, you know, you can do really nice little toys like little Legos and you can put them under a light and you can paint them really beautifully and they're beautiful little paintings, just as we're going to do the cocktails or you can Mm. do cakes and you can do other things. But if you paint them really beautifully, um, then they're beautiful little paintings. Okay. So yeah. then you, um, you are cooking up some things. You are working on building some sort of a course that results in the art gallery experience for the students. You're yeah. working on a book for, it sounds like, brand new artists or people that maybe haven't yeah. even yeah. picked up yeah. a brush before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You're building some pretty big things. It's really exciting. How do you feel about all that? Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's really is good. And it gives you hope. Like you were saying, it's really nice to have things outside of yourself Mm. rather than what my grandmother would say. Um, What was it? Um, Be thankful for what you got. No, no, I just want a little bit more. No, no, no. (laughs) Yeah. So what gets you, what keeps you doing all this? What, What drives you to investing this much time and energy in helping other people discover the world as an artist? Why does that matter no to you? Idea. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do think that it's got a little bit to do with, um, again, going back to Instagram. Um, often I notice people will have these artworks and they say things like, you're perfect the way that you are and you're great the way that you are. And I think, no, don't say that to people. I just feel yeah. as if that's like saying to them, you don't need to to do anything. And, and I, right. I don't know, it just, it just says... I don't know why. And I've heard people say to their children. Yeah. And it reminds me of when I was in art school being told that. You're wonderful. You're this, you're that. Hey, I hadn't even lived away from home. I hadn't actually even paid. I, I, you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and it, it gives you this sense of, um, I don't know, I, I, I sort of prefer this sort of idea of, come on, what can you do? Mm-hmm. You need to have hope. You need to actually strive, you know? Yeah. It's not... Yeah. Um, um, and so I'm, I'm trying to do that with, with, my, um, uh, with my students. Come on, let's try yeah. something different. And the other thing is, 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 is that sometimes all you are is a lesson to someone else. Mm, and that's totally. all your life often is. Totally. And, yeah. And we talked, we've talked about this before, the legacy that you leave your children. And mm-hmm. um, one of my students but the kids, are, her, her children, her grown-up children are staying to so say, we can't do that on Monday, it's mum's art lesson. Or, um, so she's actually going into a different sort of person. 
<clears throat> Another one of my students now paints with her grandson. That's so and cool. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're they're um, enjoying and they're seeing things in a different way and they're, they're going forward. So they're doing things that they never ever would have thought they were going to do. Yeah. My, my grandmother, well, both of my grandmothers were very creative and artsy and I did some sewing and cross-stitching like needlepoint with both of them. Yeah. And then my one grandma got really into painting. She got really into painting. It was so cool just to see how much she loved it. And she had her paintings at local art studios and she was going to these different classes. It was getting her out of the house. I think sewing was fine, but it was like she eventually got to a point where she wanted to like leave the house and do things with other people other than my grandpa <laughs> and it was yeah. just so neat to see how she did that and she made so many friends she taught them things that she knew and she learned so much from them so to your point about just saying well you're fine the way you are it's like but no because you're gonna miss out on things like yeah yeah you know I, <laughs> I I don't think that we should have FOMO all the time but I think a little bit of FOMO is healthy you know yeah yeah yeah, and that's mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, it's Yeah, fine. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. So is there anything you can say to artists who are, um, who are sort of just hung up on worrying about what everyone else thinks? Are there any tips or mantras or, you know, proactive, you know, ways they can take action to, to kind of get moving forward mm -hmm. and get out there into the stuff that the world has in store for them faster? I don't know. I, I, I suppose that you've really just got to strengthen your why. And mm. I think I actually have, um, I think there's a quote on one of my walls. I've, I've got on my wall, um, the world is rigged in your favour, mm. which is one of my favourite things. That's great. So every time I um, look, and, and my students always love it too, they always laugh at it, you know, and I can say, yeah, the world's rigged in your favour too. So just keep reading that. And I have another one and it says comparison is the thief of everything that is good in us. Mm, so stop yeah. comparing. <laughs> I, right. don't, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. I don't know. Yeah. Makes sense. And so tell us one more time uh, about your upcoming art exhibition and how do people get tickets in advance and all that stuff and learn more about um, it? It's not ticketed. It's at the community gallery, so it's free. Okay. Oh, wow. And so I've been advertising it on, and yeah, and I've been advertising it on, I've been advertising on Instagram and on mm -hmm. Facebook. And so that's on August. Um, so I think it's August the 13th, I think, is the, is the opening. August the 12th, sorry. Um, sorry. Okay. Is the champagne. Is the champagne. And I think August the 13th, we've got an artist talk. Yeah. Oh, wow. Awesome. So that is that kind of like a, like a book reading if you were an author <laughs> where you would take people oh, yeah. through some of the works? <laughs> that's Actually, that's neat. a good idea. Actually, okay. I'll probably just give away lots of postcards. <laughs> yeah, you've got postcards, definitely. And so one more thing, um, you've, you've recently been taking your artwork in and having it scanned so that you can sell prints oh, all around yeah. the world. How, like, was that on your radar for a long time and then you just finally decided to do it? Or is that is that a step that took a lot of work? Yeah, or? Um, um, yeah, it was. Taking photographs of my work has been really hard because they're so large. So I decided to get them scanned. And when I got them scanned, they suggested that I have prints made. But I was thinking of having them scanned to make shawls with them 
And so when I chose them, I sort of chose a red painting, a blue painting, a yellow mm. painting. I think okay. they're down here. So I actually, I did, um, so I've got them framed here on the, on the oh, floor yeah. here. Which way do yeah. I go? That way. Yeah. And I had a few of those made up and I thought I would take them along to this exhibition to see what people thought. So no, it wasn't really on my radar because I actually really like painting. And so for me to um, be shipping prints and that doesn't sound um, that exciting to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I like the idea of making some, um, some beautiful shawls and doing other things with them. Right. Um, and right. I also thought that if somebody um, doesn't want the cost of buying a large painting, doesn't have the space, so, um, yeah, anyway, I'll see what happens with that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to check in with yeah. you on that in, you know, six, 12 months, see how that's going. You recently made a really great testimonial video for me about the 22-day um, Instagram marketing challenge, which I so appreciate. Yeah. You yeah. told a little story in there about how you realized that people really wanted to see you on Instagram and how the more they saw you, the more they seemed to be kind of drawn to your art. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about how that's been going for you and what <laughs> you've been doing a little differently on Instagram lately? I just realized that if I have a post with myself in it, people tended to like it more. Mm. And um, we were having this, um, an art show just down at the local surf club. And so, um, and, and this couple walked up and they said, um, let's buy one of Cheryl's paintings. It wasn't as if they actually seen the painting that they wanted to buy. They wanted to buy one of my paintings. Ah. And one, which one? Because last time we missed out on that really nice one, so we better buy this one. Mm. And then we were doing, um, I was down at the beach painting on an art walk, and now I'm getting people that come up and they say, oh, you're Cheryl Wilcox, aren't you? <laughs> wow. It's this really strange feeling. Um, and, oh, yeah, and you're the art. Uh, yeah, it's really interesting how, um, yeah, how, how you become it rather than what you are selling. It's yeah. really interesting. Yeah, they're, they're literally buying you. And I think you've done such a fantastic job of being the face of your business. And we've got Stephanie McLean saying, because you're an amazing artist and nice, approachable person. Yes, I agree, Stephanie. And it comes out in, the, I mean, for all of us as entrepreneurs, putting our face out there on social media, like that's the only way people are going to see that we're a nice, approachable person, as Stephanie put it, because they won't see that in any other way other than video. I mean, still images don't portray that the way video does. And you've just jumped right in with two feet into video and you just, you make all these amazing videos. So I can see how you're becoming kind of famous because you're always <laughs> out there. That's fantastic. Good That's for fun. You. It's just so much fun. It's just lovely. Actually, It's fun. It's just lovely. That's really yeah. great. Yeah. All right. Well, if you need to uh, to learn more about how to explore the world as an artist, talk to Cheryl. She's got some really cool stuff she's building. Um, I'm excited to have you in this next um, Femme Authors group and help you bring um, your book to life, Cheryl. Yeah. I, Thank yeah, you I for the opportunity. And thanks for thanks for um, all your help. And I love working with you. Oh, thank you.
Thank you so much. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll let you get back to your morning, Cheryl. And you'll all be seeing a lot more of Cheryl over here at YYC Fempreneurs. She's got some cool stuff that she is building, and I want her to share every step of it along the way with you ladies. So bye for now. Bye. Thanks, Lindsay. Bye. Bye, Cheryl. If you're interested in writing a book, you can go to yycfempreneurs.com slash femauthors. The link is in the show notes. I'd love to get to know you better. If you are finding this episode or learning about Fem Authors at a time when the program is not being offered, uh, I do have other ways of helping you get started on your book while you're waiting for the next start date. I also do one-on-one coaching to help women write their books, although I find it's much more effective to gather a group of like-minded women together. Um, And just a quick tip um, for you, if you are thinking about building a course or starting some sort of a group coaching program, because all you've ever offered in the past is one-on-one coaching, I highly encourage you to do that. We really need to create communities for our people. So you need to create a niche community for your people. Um, It's more important than anything to have a community of people who are very alike and who are alike more so in the sense of the goals they're trying to achieve. So please, please, please find ways to grow your community. Be a leader. You're not just a one-on-one coach. (laughs) You have a whole other area of service to provide these people. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you don't know where to start, um, I've got lots of episodes here in the podcast you can check out, but the Bible for this is a book called um, Superfans by Pat Flynn. So check that out. Grab it on Amazon. I can't recommend that book more. Um, I found this book after I had been doing a lot of these things and it really solidified or clarified even what was working. Cause sometimes you, you're gaining traction in your business or your, you know, your community is growing rapidly and you kind of don't really know what is working. Um, but after doing more and more research into it and reading this book is, is one of the things that I've done, I realize the things that I've been doing that have been working. So if you want to grow your income and you're focused specifically on growing your income and you're not focused on growing your community, I promise you it's going to be painful. It's going to take longer and you're going to be, um, you're going to be measuring your success in the wrong ways. You need to be building a community of like-minded people. And when you do that, the money comes. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you back next week.